Hello, everyone. Welcome again to our third podcast. Now, I'm Sam, the Health Promotion Officer for Health Team at Coast Australia, and today we're joined by Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, so Christina is one of our members and she's a patient with thalassemia and we're just going to be talking a little bit about her life, her journey with thalassemia so far and just, yeah, things that are happening with her life. Without further ado, how are you going, Christina? How's, good. How's lockdown been? <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I think for the like, same as a lot of people with lockdown, you know, 2.0, we're a little bit more prepared. We know yeah. what to expect, so I think we're a bit, like in a better mental state, hopefully. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Christina? Yeah, uh, so I'm 25, almost 26 next week. Um, I'm married. Yeah. I'm studying a diploma in library and information services. I like to read and write and paint and draw in my spare time, and a bit of dancing. But yeah. <laughs> what kind of dancing? Uh, a little bit of everything. You know, yeah. Latin. Oh, hip hop. Wow. I used to do dance when I was younger, so I guess it's just you know something nice to fill the time and get moving. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess one interesting thing about myself is that I want to have a book published one day. Oh wow! What kind of topic? I like uh, young adult fiction. That's what I like to write at the moment. Are there any ideas floating around your head right now, or is it too secret? <laughs> I'm working on um, a piece. It's sort of like a murder mystery slash like mean girls if you can kind of picture the two so yeah, yeah. oh that sounds interesting yeah yeah murder mystery mean girls yeah so how have you been involved with tasca um you're one of our volunteers um but how how did you first get you know in touch with us well i'm a member like you said um i've sort of been a member since i was little i think my parents sort of signed me up and then I saw you guys, you know, had a call out for volunteers for the 2020 Lonsdale Street Greek Festival. And yeah. I was like, I'm a Greek. I want to get involved with Tasca. So it's perfect. And you were looking for someone to be Billy the Blood Drop. Billy the Blood Drop, yes. <laughs> I was like, I like costumes. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's go have some fun. So yeah. Yeah, for the people who don't know, who, who's, who's Billy the Blood Drop? Can, can you describe what Billy is to everyone? A. <laughs> Big red drop of blood with yeah. really nice shoes. <laughs> that was awesome. I remember that day. Quite a hot day as well. You so you're a pretty um awesome volunteer to get in that suit and walk around and it was a little bit sweaty. That was amazing. That was a good effort. Yeah. Yeah. So how a, a bit about your your own personal journey with thalassemia. How does thalassemia kind of affect your day to day life? What is thalassemia to you? Well, I was diagnosed as a baby, yeah. so I think that's the case for most people, as far as I know. Um, and I remember my parents, they were telling me when I asked about it, they said I was really jaundiced as a baby when I was born, and that sort of sort of clued them in that something wasn't 100%. And yeah, I had blood transfusion from around six months to a year. Timeline's not 100% clear. <laughs> um, I was put on the pump at around one year old and I was on there on the pump till I was about 12, 13. And then uh, the XJ came out, which was really exciting. So I started taking that until about last year when Jade New sort of took over. And that's been really good too, having the tablet. Um, I mean, I think for a lot of patients with thalassemia, it's sort of a bit of a roller coaster. You have your high moments and your low, low moments. You know, sometimes it really inspires me to be resilient and you know, to push through 
the hard times and there's others where it sort of feels like you have no control you know when I was in year 10 I had to get my gallbladder taken out and that sort of came out of the blue I didn't have any problems before and then all of a sudden I was in the ER and they're like you know you have gallstones so we need to take your gallbladder out and yeah that sort of like took me by surprise and it made me feel like I had no control which isn't the case but at the time I was like you know where did this come from why is this happening um you know other things like I have an enlarged spleen I'm lucky the one of the lucky ones you haven't had to get it removed yet but it's still something that you know we have to monitor so it's definitely a roller coaster yeah yeah you talk about control what are the things that what kind of strategies to kind of get that feeling of control back in your life? How, how did you kind of navigate that? It was probably about a year or two ago where I really, you know, I sat back and I was like, okay, I need to address my, my condition in a better way. And I actually found the Thalassemia International Federation, their Thal e-course. Yeah. It just sort of popped up and I thought, oh, I'll check that out. And I did that and ever since then I've had a better sense of like how to advocate for myself and how to take control of my condition and just just little things like you know being fully aware of when I'm due for appointments or what my levels are and you know sort of taking control that way. Yeah, just through learning more about the condition. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So so it's not just you know listening to doctors, but actually knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And that's that e-course is really good for that it sort of explains like all the different terms that they talk about and you know when you're getting re- your results not just saying yeah everything's fine like where am i sitting you know on the scale and what numbers are involved and exactly what they're talking about were there any other big kind of challenges that you had to face um, living with thalassemia? Uh, for me personally i i'd have to say mental health growing up I guess it used to, I sort of viewed it as just a physical condition. It was needles and tests and medication. And then as I got older, it was like, oh, okay, this is having an impact on my mental health as well. Um, yeah, in, about to get personal. <laughs> in, <laughs> two years ago, I uh, got diagnosed with anxiety and depression. So I had to really take a step back and think, okay, what are the causes? And you know, I really realized that having a chronic medical condition does take a toll on your mental health. Yeah. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. What has been the biggest help in terms of managing that mental health? Definitely my husband has yeah. been an amazing boss, but you know, just having that person there to, to vent to or get support from. Mm-hmm. And just other things like, you know, creative outlets, trying to get my mind to focus on other things. So you mentioned to me that you studied law and library informational services. Um, what prompted you to go in that direction in terms of a career? And was Sarasima was ever kind of a factor in your career choice? Always had a love for reading and writing. Yeah. And I think that's what sort of drew me to law. You know, it's a very, you know, research heavy kind of course and writing essays and stuff. So I really like that aspect. Yeah. And then I sort of transitioned into journal, uh, journalism mm-hmm. and then eventually made my way to library services. And yes, it's always like information heavy. Yeah. It wasn't, I don't think it was really driven by a health senior at all. Yeah. I mean, I used to have dreams of being like a 
a researcher and like coming up with a cure for thalassemia. <laughs> you know those little dreams you have. But yeah, I think it was just a love of reading and writing that took me there. And I think when I was younger, thinking of a career, I always knew that Sal would be in the way a little bit. I can't imagine having a full-time job, you know, doing all your appointments, your transfusions. So the idea of, you know, working like part-time in a library sort of fits the lifestyle a little bit. Do you still think those barriers exist? I'd, li- I'd love to hope that they don't. Yeah. And that, you know, workplaces help, you know, full-time workers work around everything that they have. But I wouldn't know from my experience. <laughs> Do you think your background in law will help you in terms of your self-advocacy and advocacy for others? Yeah, well, I actually received an invitation from the Salicimia International Federation to join their patient advocacy group. So that's sort of, you know, a really great chance for me to advocate for myself and others you know, in our region with thalassemia. Mm-hmm. In the future, they aim to add a focus on sickle cell disease as well, which would be really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's sort of a, everything comes back to that first decision to do law. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was really interesting. Thinking back when you were a child, was there ever any kind of stigma or any issues with telling your families and friends about your condition? of the stigma I mean I'm not sure my parents may have dealt with that a little bit more you know from when I, when I was younger but it was always just something that I felt I needed to keep to myself because like you know it wasn't I was embarrassed I just didn't mm-hmm. think people would understand yeah and you know when I tell someone you know in high school primary school you know you have a lot of absences I grew up um in Latrobe Valley so about yeah two hours away from Melbourne. So I always had to have the day off school to go up to Monash Medical to get my transfusion. And they, you know, eventually people would be like, oh, you're away, you keep having days off and you tell them, oh, you know, I have thalassemia, medical condition. And a lot of people said that they never would have guessed because it's not something you can see from the outside. It's not that physical in a way. Everyone, everyone, you know, that knows super supportive and understanding and do you have any advice for young people with thalassemia and what they can do to better manage it or to as you said but feel more in control yeah i mean if i could go back in time and talk to my younger self as a thalassemia patient i would definitely just say you know advocate for yourself you know knowledge is power you know like the cell e-course and asking questions mm-hmm. you know Thinking back to my younger self, I didn't really ask a lot of questions. It was just whatever the doctors told me. I was like, okay, yep, oh, no worries. Or if everything's good, you don't really ask for more information. Yeah. I've learned now that that's an important thing to do so you have a better understanding of, of your health, you know, it is your body. So I think I would just tell younger patients, just don't be scared to ask questions if you don't understand a term that the doctor uses. You know, because there are a lot of medical terms involved <laughs> that you just don't know. And also probably that they, to remember that there are men, mental impacts that come with having a chronic uh, medical condition. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't shy away from acknowledging those if you feel like, you know, things aren't going 100%. Like don't shy away from asking for help or just talking to somebody. Yep, I think that's great advice. 
I think it's important to know there's always someone that you can talk to, whether it's your family or friends, or whether it's even Tasca. Uh, we're always happy to connect people with um, other uh, peer support, just so you have someone to talk to. And that's about all the time we have today. Thank you so much to Christina for joining us today. Uh, is there any other final words you want to tell our listeners, Christina? Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me and for everyone listening. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So that's it from us for now. And once again, I'm Sam from Seaman and Sickle South Australia. You've been listening to Tasker's podcast. See you soon.